James. He's got the Sunday school uh, area for us today. Second John, when you have it, say amen. Amen. In this lesson, he talks about deceivers. So those of you who have the handout, you see that the heading is watch out for deceivers. And the purpose of this lesson is for us to understand that the belief has consequences for our behavior. Amen? And the scripture from this, for this lesson, as we read, the elder to the chosen lady and her children whom I love in the truth, not, on, not I only, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son will be with us in truth and love. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, this command is that you walk in love. Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out for that. You do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teachings of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in his teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring the teaching, do not take him into your house or welcome him. Anyone who welcomes him shares in his wicked work. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your chosen sister sends their greetings. Let the church say amen. This word of John talks about those who would dare to deceive us by thought, word, and deed, so to speak. So we have to be careful who comes into our house and bring the word. They have to bring the right word, amen? In order for us to know the word that they bring, we must what? Learn the word for ourselves. We cannot be deceivers of the word once we know the word. And the word is God. The word is truth. The word comes from God. Amen? See, we have to be careful who we listen to. Amen? We have to be careful who we listen to. In the first part of the scripture, it says the elder to the chosen lady. In other words, he's talking about the church. The lady is the church. Amen? He's not talking about our wise pastor, but he's talking about the church. The lady, God greets the church as a lady of, uh, of grace and mercy. Amen? So when we treat the lady good, we treat God good. Amen? Uh, come on, y'all, y'all got to say that a little bit louder. See, when we, tre- we treat the church good, in other words, the members of the body of church. When we treat them good, God is smiling upon us because he knows that we love one another. Amen? We can't treat our lady 
in our house any kind of way. Amen? You wouldn't treat your wife any kind of way, would you? Because what? You love her. So why would we treat the lady of the house, of God's house, in any kind of way? So we must love one another and not be caught up in this thing about uh, uh, you, I, me, they, and all these other things. We must know who God is and who God loves. God loves all of us in, in a special way. So we can't let people deceive us by doing all kinds of things to the lady. Amen? When you see somebody mistreating somebody in the house, you need to be able to say something. We can't sit on the pew and say, well, she wasn't talking to me. Hmm? If they were talking to somebody else, they were talking to you. Because five minutes later, they may tell, be saying the same thing about you. Come on, somebody. Hmm? They may say, be saying the same thing about you. If they have the wrong spirit, that Antichrist spirit, then they don't have the love of Jesus. Amen? So we must be careful who deceives us on the way to heaven. So now we talk about John, he, the, elder, the elder. He's talking about those of us who are in leadership. Those of us who are in leadership. We who are in leadership can't let all kinds of things go on in the house. Amen? Come on, somebody. Y'all might be quiet. Come on, we got to get loud here. We can't let all kinds of things go in the house. When you know something's going wrong and you're a leader, you need to what? Speak up. You need to speak up. If you allow it to happen, then it's going to happen. You can't sit around and say, well, it's not me. Not today, but maybe tomorrow. Hmm? So we have to understand who is in charge. God is in charge of all of our lives. And so if we don't take, in, in, take charge of the house of God, how can we call it our house? How can we show love in our house when we let all kinds of things happen in our house? So I'm not going to let somebody else come in my house and do things that I ain't going to do in my house. Because hmm? hmm? I got control of my house. If I don't have control of my house, I may not be in my, I may not be in my house very long. Hmm? Amen? Because Sister Linda might tell me to take a hike. Hmm? Hmm? Amen? So we have to learn who is in control of the house. So in this scripture, we find that John is trying to identify to the people of God who they need to trust. He tells us that anybody can't come in and preach the word of God and tell it like it need to be told. He said, you got to know the truth for yourself. In order for you to know the truth for yourself, you got to read the truth for yourself. You got to open your Bible every now and again and read what's being said. You can't take it a lot of time on face value hmm? because it's not completely the way they said. They may say it the way they feel like it ought to be said, but God said the word is mine, and the word is of truth. The word of God is truth. So we find that it's important for us to know the truth about who we are. And with that, we must remember that the gospel of John in his writing is that we must abide in truth as close as we can to Christ. Amen? We must do it as close as we can because we understand that Things are going to go not our way all the time. Things are going to get kind of hectic sometimes. But if we trust in the word of God, then we know that there's comfort on the way. Amen? How many, how many of you know right now that if you just say that, uh, just give up, if somebody's, it, 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 
if it's a choir. If you're singing the song in the choir and it's not being sung just like it ought to be sung, then somebody going to keep on and say, well, I wouldn't sing it like that. And then you just don't let that, you say, just let it keep flying over your head, so to speak. So pretty soon your, your, your inner spirit's going to say, well, they don't like it. I ain't going to sing it no more. But that's your song. That's your song to give you spirit. That's your song to give you what you need to get where you need to be. So why would you let somebody take your spirit and your glory away because they just don't like the way you sing it? You're not pleasing them. You're who pleasing who? You're pleasing God. So we have to understand, don't let nobody deceive you that, you know, pretty soon you start believing, that. well, I'm just not singing that right. I'm, just, I'm, I'm missing a note. Then you start deceiving yourself as to how the song sounds to you. But you should not let anybody deceive you. Most of all, when it starts pleasing God, when you start serving God. So we find that in this gentleness of the church, John was trying to tell the church folk that the church is a gentle woman and we must treat her as such. Amen? We can't treat our women folk any kind of way. In the natural, come on, somebody. But when we talk talking about our gentle woman in the spirit, we're talking about God's children. We're talking about those who have come into the house who need something that they wasn't getting out into the world. That they need something to come into. They they need something of comfort. They need a safe haven, so to speak. They need a safe haven. I know we've all seen these signs at the police station or the fire department. Safe house. So when we come into the church, we're looking for what? A safe house. We're looking for a safe house. And then if it's not happening, there's a big old sign that should go up, fraud alert. Fraud alert. You in the wrong house. Come on, somebody. Come on, come on, come on. Hmm? That's, that, that should be the other sign. If it ain't the right house, it should be fraud alert. Fraud alert. You in the wrong place. Fraud alert. Hmm? Hmm? This ain't the house you need to be in. So when we want to come into a safe house, that should be the first sign that's on the door. When you walk into the door, you see somebody smiling. They're welcome here. Hmm? They're welcome here. You're always welcome here. But then when you walk into the door, you see everybody with a frown on the face and standing back in the corner and watching it, looking to see who you are and what you're wearing from up. Hmm? That's your flash of big signs. Fraud alert. Fraud alert. You better get out of here. Hmm? So don't let the things and the signs of things deceive you. And then we must reflect on the gospel as a whole. Why is it important for us as church believers to know that Jesus came not in the flesh, but that he came to show us how he could truly interact with us in the flesh. Come on, somebody. He came to show us how he could interact with us in the flesh. See, they wouldn't have understood him walking around in the spirit, but they understood him walking around in the flesh. He felt what they felt. He bled like they bled. He was humiliated like you were humiliated. He was talked about like you were talked about. In order to experience that, he had to be what? In the flesh. 
So when we look at how Jesus suffered and died, we realize that we're no better than him. You're going to suffer, and you're surely going to die. Hmm? So when we look at things, don't let nobody tell you that, oh, oh, he came as a spirit. He didn't feel what you felt. They're lying. They're lying. But my Bible tells me that when he was pierced in the side, what came out? Hmm? Blood and water. So when you spit me in the side, brother, something else is going to come out. It's going to be some blood. They're going to show you that I'm flesh. So when you do that, we realize that Jesus had to come and experience what we felt in order for us not to be deceived by those who was cooking chickens on a sacrifice. Hmm? He said, this is enough. My people have been deceived long enough. They don't sacrifice enough doves, chickens, and all that to, to feed the whole universe. And yet they're still sinning. So I need to come and show them exactly what they need in order to be saved. See, we don't have to go through the pastor, the bishop. We can go straight to Jesus for ourselves. Hmm? See, we pray for you. We intercede for you. But you on a one-on-one basis all by yourself. God knows your heart because he felt you when he went to the cross. He knows how you react with things that are going on in your life because he did the same thing while he was down here. While he was trying to tell the disciples all this stuff that's going to go through. But they didn't believe him. They walked with him, talked with him, and did all the things. But they didn't realize that he was going back home to the Father. And we're going to experience some things through those last few days that he was here. But yet, there was, there was those who was trying to deceive them. And there are going to be ones who are going to try to deceive you this day. I'm not talking about here. We ain't going to deceive you here. Hmm? We're not going to deceive you. We're going to tell you just like it is. But out into the world that we're going into, there are going to be ones who are going to try to deceive you as to what God wants for you in your life. There are going to be people who are going to tell you, well, it don't take all that to, to serve God, but it takes every ounce of strength you got to serve the Lord. Hmm? It's going to take everything you got. And then some, and it's still not going to be enough. But you're going to have to get up in the morning and start talking to him. You're going to have to get up in the midnight hour and start talking to him. And you may have to start talking to him before you go into your office, hmm? before you get in your vehicle. Because when somebody gets you at the traffic light and they shoot you one of these, mm, it's going to take a lot for you not to say, I'm going to run over this car. Mm, amen? So it's going to take a lot for you to make it through the day. Amen? So when we start out with the law, when we start out with truth in our heart, then we know that there is something better than what we finna do. Mm, because when we finna do what we think we finna do, we're taking ourselves in eternal hell. So we have to learn how not to let the devil deceive us with somebody just shooting you a gesture. Amen? He's trying to find out what kind of day you finna have. Amen? He finna find out what kind of day you finna have. Because when you got this morning, you were feeling real good. You're feeling real good. You, 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 you did what you need to do before you came out. But somehow, before you make it back home tonight, somebody's going to change your mind. Somebody's going to change your attitude before you get back home tonight. Hmm? And if you're close by, I want you to text me how it happened. Hmm? Hmm? Because it's going to happen. 
It's going to happen. But we, we can't let the devil deceive us into thinking that this is going to be all right. Is this going to be all right? So John, in this, in, in, in this first chapter, uh, book of John, we find that he tells that we must watch out for ourselves. Come on, somebody. We got to watch out for ourselves that people don't deceive us into thinking that, you know, it's going to be all right just because you did. It's, it's okay. They did something to you. It's okay. Hmm? Don't let people deceive you. And then we got to learn about the teachings of Christ and so that we can include that in Jesus' teaching like he found it when he did the Sermon on the Mount. Amen? Hmm? Every time then, we're going to have to have us a Sermon on the Mount. Come on now. Hmm? You may not be a preacher, but sooner or later, somebody's going to get you deeper and close enough and, and irritated enough, you're going to have to go on your own mountain and come up with a sermon. Come on now. Hmm? You're going to have to get up there and, and you're going to have to have your own sermon in order to keep the devil off of you. Hmm? And then you'll be able to come back and tell somebody, I sure had a sermon on the mount that Jesus would have been proud of. Amen? Hmm? Hmm? So we have to learn that things gonna, are not going to always be the way that we feel it's going to be. But we got to always trust in, in the Lord that he's going to bring us through all of our situations. And when we get to the point that we think we can't go any further, just believe that God can go a little bit further. Hmm? And then we must ask, our session, ask ourselves, is the doctrine that we are being taught is going to help our behavior? We have to ask ourselves, the doctrines that we are being taught is going to help us. I say, yeah, if it comes from the word of God, it's going to help us. But if it comes from someone's ego, it's not going to help us. If it comes from someone's psyche, it's not going to help us. If it comes from someone's own opinion of what they think ought to be the things that we need to do, it's not going to help us. But when we go through the word of God and know that that is the truth that we need, it's going to help us. It's going to help us. We have to understand that in this life, we're going to have a lot of storms, a lot of ups and downs, and a lot of tribulation. There's going to be a lot of sleepless nights. There's going to be a lot of tears. But one thing about it, when we do what God said do, all those things don't matter anymore. In the scripture, they said, what? Jesus wept. So what's wrong with your teardrops? Hmm? What's wrong with your teardrops? Hmm? We all must shed a tear in order to know that we're what? We're humble. We can't be so caught up, so hard-hearted that we can't shed some tears sometimes. Because hmm? I know I was, I was cloud up and crying a little bit. When the spirit hit me, I don't care who's watching. Because hmm? that's the God in me that's coming forward. Hmm? That's the spirit within me is being washed some more. Hmm? Every time a tear comes, I say, thank you, God, hmm? for washing me again. You see, a lot of times, one time, just not enough. Hmm? You got to be washed a whole heap of time going through this world because you attain it, you dust it, hmm? 
all through the day. You wouldn't go to bed every night and not get washed just because you washed that morning. Hmm? Well, I didn't went out today. I ain't sweated. So I'm not going to take a bath. Hmm? Hmm? So when we go out into the world, it means that we're going to be touched. We're going to be dusted. Hmm? And we're going to be contaminated. So when we start shedding tears, God has given us another bath. Hmm? To washing those things out that came upon us that day or whenever. Hmm? So we can't say, well, I, I, it don't never move me. If you get it just right, it's going to move you. It's going to move you. Amen? I'm not here to say that it ain't never moved you. But when you start crying, you cry behind the walls. You cry in your room. But you refuse to let anybody see you cry in public. Hmm? Why is that? It's not that I'm not masculine enough. It's not that I'm not feminine enough. It's not that I, I'm, a, I'm ashamed of it. But what did he say? If you've ashamed before me before man, what did he say? Hmm? So I don't want him to tell you, well, I gave you the tears to shed to clean you up, and yet you refuse to let them fall. Because you were afraid or ashamed to let somebody see you weep. Hmm? I don't want him to tell me that story. Hmm? I want him to be able to tell me that you cry because you touched me. You cry because I touched you. And don't let nobody deceive you that teardrops is not worthy of the Lord. If Jesus wept, hmm? if Jesus wept, hmm? Pastor, he was bigger than me, more powerful than me. Had more to gain than me. Hmm? So I counted, I'm in good company. I'm in good company. Amen? Then we must ask ourselves, how do we suppose the church came to an agreement of what the standards are for us to believe? Then you must ask yourself another question. Why does it make a difference what we believe? Why can't we just believe what we want when we want? It makes a difference as to what we believe in the Bible. It makes a difference in what God thinks that we should believe. And it surely makes a difference to the world as to what we believe. See, we can't, we can't uh, wear a, a, a tag on the back of us and say, I believe in the Bible. I believe in such and such. They have to see it in you. Amen? They have to see your belief. Hmm? They have to see your belief. And when your belief is, is seen in the way you do things, the way you treat people, the way you honor people, the way you treat one another, they know your belief. Hmm? It's not a Saturday morning thing or a Saturday afternoon thing or a Sunday morning thing. It's a thing that we should carry with us 24-7. And then if that person don't see that in you, that sign need to be flashing on them. Fraud alert. Fraud alert. You better get away from them. Hmm? Amen? 
So we have to understand that if we believe in ourselves and what God has done for us, we shouldn't let people deceive us into thinking that we are not where we say we are. We shouldn't let people put doubt in our mind when we know where we are. Hmm? If you know you've been born again, you know that Christ has redeemed you, and you know that your salvation is already on the way, you shouldn't let nobody put doubt in you. Hmm? Now, now, if you're trying to buy a car, and they tell you, say, you know, you know you can't afford that Lexus, you might as well go ahead and get a Chevrolet. And then you never need to start believing in that doubt because you can go back and look at your bank account and, and, and it'll automatically tell you, say, well, 445 a month just ain't going to get it when $500 is all coming out every two weeks. Amen? So that's the one doubt you need to scratch on. Amen? But when somebody tells you that, you know, I just don't believe you got what you say you are. I don't believe what you say you, uh, uh, you love Jesus. Hmm? So we have to not let people deceive us into our own thinking and our own belief because if you know what God has done for you can't nobody deceive you if you know the word for yourself can't nobody deceive you we have people sitting around 24-7 trying to figure out your psyche Hmm? amen they trying to figure out just how they can get close enough to you to get into you Hmm? so we can't let people uh, 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 psychoanalyze us into believing that we are not born again Christians. Amen? Hmm? A lot of people pay $150, $200 an hour just for somebody to do that for you. Hmm? But you get somebody who come up into the pulpit and you pay them $50 just to come up and tell you, you know, well, I think now, I'm not sure now, but I believe I can do what you need done, and, and, but you just got to come by Amen? Hmm? So don't let nobody deceive you. If he can do it at the house, he can do it here at the church. Come on. I'm about done. I'm about done. So we have to, as pastors and leaders, invite our people to get closer to the Lord and to there's no reason that nobody should know the Bible there's too many electronic gadgets that we can buy to find the word if you don't have it you got a phone somebody can email it to you text it to you amen Hmm? so there's no short of information so if they were able to get it 2,000 years ago and it kept on coming, I'm sure you can get it in five minutes right now. Hmm? So there's no reason that we should know the word of God for ourselves. Hmm? And then let nobody deceive you that, you know, this is the way it ought to be read. You read it like it was printed. Hmm? And let God discern what is right in your spirit. Because truly, there are going to be some, some coming who are going to try to deceive us. Hmm? There have been many tell you that they already predict when he's coming. 
And I often tell them they're going to get it right after a while. Hmm? They'll get it right after a while. They keep on predicting long enough, they'll get it right after a while. Hmm? So don't let nobody deceive you in the, 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 that God is not a God of love. He loves all of us. And he realized that all of us are coming up short. And the only way if we can get that shortness a little bit closer is get closer to him. Hmm? He said, if you make one step, he'll make two. So it, that's, that's a lot of stepping. Because some of us three steps behind already. Hmm? Hmm? So we need him to catch up hmm? to our slowness and give our stride a little bit longer. Amen? Amen. Pray my strength in the Lord.